This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, they match you with a licensed therapist, and you can switch anytime, no additional charge. So, celebrate the progress that you've already made by visiting betterhelp.com slash yanks today, and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash yanks. Today is December 16th. The Yankees were rude to Andujar. Boone was nice about DJ. And we have some voicemails. So let's do it. Let's talk about the Yankees. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks. It's episode number 520. Where were you uh, when it was episode number one, Jake? Episode number one... Uh, I was about a month out from making making my debut, in episode five, I think. Yeah. Um, I was in Denver. I think I had just moved there. I don't know. No. 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 I was a year into Denver. Um. So probably just enjoying that Denver sunshine. Nice. Good for you, baby D. Where were you? Episode number one. Did you watch episode number one? No. I want to say episode. Eight or nine was like the first one I listened. He waited till it got good. Yeah, if you know okay. what I mean. I forget why there, it would it would have been some like good regular season series in 2017, probably over a weekend that there wasn't like a another podcast ad about it by uh, someone. The first else. four episodes were just me. Yeah, I'd like a three. I've listened to those now because you like showed me them. They're weird. They're weird. Anyway, episode number 520, pretty wild. Thank you for everyone joining. 520. Yeah, Jake's favorite number. That starts with five and ends with zero. Yeah. After 50. We don't have a lot to talk about today. It might be a short episode, but there is some bits of news, and we do have some voicemails, so we're excited about it. My name's Jimmy. That's Jake. That's BBD. It's Talking Yanks. Adam Warren is a Yankee. Uh, We said it was going to happen because Cash said it was going to happen. The Yankees have a long history of trading Adam Warren away, and then getting him back. Uh, He needed Tommy John surgery, so they actually got him back last year. It's like, yeah, you know, sign a two-year deal. Come with us. Just, like, rehab for the first year and be with us the next year. Then COVID happened and no minor leagues and all of that. So they were like, actually, dude, just go away for a little bit, but we'll sign you back next season. That officially happened. Well, and they got the 60 spots last year for the – Alternate site team yeah. and that team. So Adam Warren was technically blocking one of those spots. So they were just like, "Hey, Adam, yeah, we need humans that can do it this year." But I mean, it's low key one of Cash's funniest lines because the day he let Adam Warren go, he said he will be back. Yeah, which I don't think I've ever seen that with a player. Maybe like Steinbrenner said about Billy Martin once. But I mean. And obviously, weird circumstance. It ties into the pandemic. It ties into everything that was going on, rehabbing. But uh, <laughs> it's it's low-key a pretty pretty big D move by Cashman. Adam Warren. So he'll throw some innings. Middle sure. name Parrish. 
Yeah, big time. North Carolina guy. Interesting. I just did his whole Yankeeography in my head. At Chapel Hill. And I did a little bit. loves churches. Did a little bit for the patrons. What'd you do? I think he loves the Smoky Mountains. I did a Yankeeography pre-show. Oh, yeah, he likes the Smoky Mountains for sure. Yeah. So, congrats, Adam Warren, him and Nestor. Crushing it. Maybe they do like a Wester combination down in AAA. Worcester. Worcester sauce. Or and then they just sauce. call it the sauce. What's and this then, here sauce? Yeah, when Adam Warren and, and Nestor pitch, they just go, sauce on the bump. I'm like, what? My dad, shout out, Yankee fan, listens. The original. He, uh, he IG DM'd me at midnight last night telling me Harrison Ford's doing another Indiana Jones. It's exciting. So, Are you a big Indiana Jones guy? Not huge. My dad is. (laughs) 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 Nice films. So, I just watched the whole behind the scenes of Indiana Jones 2. I've never seen the movie. Is that like old 2 or like the new stuff? Old. Okay. Old. There's a behind the scenes. I do like them. There was a behind the scenes of the bridge scene and how they filmed it. Mm-hmm. There's like a real bridge that they constructed, and uh, Spielberg was afraid to go across it, but Harrison Ford just sprinted across it right away, which is nuts because like it's a oh, scary yeah. bridge. So Harrison's a little, yeah, a little loose. Anyway, we got some other Yankees news. Andujar. All right, this is confusing, so I'll put on my explaining tone. This isn't I confusing. guess. Super two. So for anyone that's right off the boat of baseball knowledge, yeah, when a player comes up, he gets to three, four years of uh, cost controlled. Is it three or four? I think it's three. I think in general it's three and then three years of R. Three, you're right. So it's three years of cost controlled, their first three full seasons of service time, mind you. So like Clinton did like a half and half, so his kept getting right. delayed. First full season of service time is Cost controlled, the team just pays you the minimum or they give you a little bump here if they like you or not, but they don't have to. The next four years are arbitration, where you go in front of an arbiter and you, they, choo- they choose what's worth. You, you get a bump up according to scale. If you don't agree on the raise, then you go to an arbiter and he picks a side. Uh, that's normal. Now, what they do is, for all the players that are in between two years and three years of service time, so there's usually a collection of players that are they're one year away from collecting the full service time. Well, the top 22 that have accrued the most service time, top 22%. Yeah, that's, sorry, I missed I I meant that in my head. Top 22% that have accrued the most service time of that small window of guys between 2 and 3 get pushed into arbitration and say, "Hey, you know what? You're close enough. Bam. You can go up." You're close enough, and you're good. So, for the Yankees, Glaber just reached that. Voight just reached that. And was there someone else in the Yankees? Clint? Clint. So, all of those guys, instead of being cost-controlled and making the minimum, or a little more than the minimum, next season, they get speed-ramped to the next level of their baseball career, which means... They go to arbitration now, which means they can get a nice pay bump. You know, instead of making five hundred and fifty thousand dollars, they can make a million or one point five, and and it can it can go it can start they can start being paid based on uh, merit and performance. Now, the real shitty 
part of this news. So first, claps for those three. Get bread. Especially Voight, because he debuted as an older guy like Glaber, will still hit free agency as a youth and be worth a lot of money. Voight is probably not going to hit free agency until he's 35. May not. Or may not. <laughs> yeah, it depends. So good for him. He gets one extra year of earnings. Yeah. And he just had a baby, so come on, diapers are expensive. Being able to start arbitration now means more money is it this year or next year than you can go up from there and there and there. So yeah. in the end, make a decent amount more money Yeah, before free um, Anduhar missed out on Super 2 reportedly by five days of big league service time. And if you remember, when they sent Anduhar down, instead of Ford and instead of some of the other guys, everyone was like, what? Okay, I get it. Jake was very bad. Like, he was just hitting. He was just hitting. You were saying, you know, if you need a, just a bat off the bench, Anduhar's better than you, than Ford, or uh, forget who else was there that wasn't doing it. Tyro, was he still around? Tyro and now it Kratz. Kinda, now it kind of Kratz, yeah, third catcher Kratz, and now it kind of adds up, and you go, ah, oh, god damn it, that's shady. Um, not that Anduhar probably would have earned much in arbitration. He hasn't played in two years or performed well in two years, but yeah. it's still just like fudging the books. I mean, these the Yankees are still a baseball franchise that spends a lot of money. We during our winter meetings thing, we talked to Jim Duquette, uh, who has a new show on the John Boy Media Network, GM Files. Go check that out. At uh, I asked him, I was like, "Hey, if you could jump into any job now, what would you take?" And I kind of wasn't thinking too hard about it because I think the Dodgers are the easy answer right now. They just won the World Series. They have an incredible farm system. Yeah, L.A. big money. But he said, you know, it, 1A, 1B is still the Yankees because you're the New York Yankees. You have all the ability and all the money in the world. Guess what, guys? Look who Boston hired. Heim Bloom from Tampa. Organizations are run differently now. It's not ignore that little 1% extra money or ignore this or ignore that. You know, I'll tie it into you getting mad about not doing the Archie Bradley trade. I do think money was a factor in that trade, which is even more bizarre now because, like you were alluding to, I think on Talking Baseball, 200K. you probably could have gotten him for cheaper this year. <laughs> uh, so that's getting off the beaten path a little bit. Guys, Miguel Andujar, we forget we were in that rough Yankee stretch and nobody was hitting and it was sad times and I was screaming for Andujar. Andujar came up the month of September, nine games. So I'll go easy with it. 355 batting average, 394 on base, and 975 OPS. He got going. He was one of the only bats hitting for a little bit. Uh, and then they sent him down. Uh, the good. guys were getting healthy, and they were ramping up for the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. Well, Kratz as the third catcher, but I also kind of like that a little bit. Yeah, the Kratz Before, thing was didn't fun. make sense. Whatever. We know that it maybe not have been the main part. You know, Cashman came to defensive. Like, he doesn't have a spot on this field. Blah, 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 blah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it makes a little more sense now. If if all parts were equal, you would have liked to think Miggy would have found a role. And that was the other thing that I was whining in my high-pitched voice about was, like, you know, going into that playoffs last year, yes, I think Miguel Andujar was more valuable then. And, dude, apparently their analytics department had some argument for four because we saw him – Get that pinch hit at bat where you saw a ghost, I saw a bug. And the other thing that got me kind of in my core of being a Yankee fan was like, all right, all, if they really have 
Andujar and Ford as a 1A, 1B, which they shouldn't, but... Like, the future of this team, there's still a world where Miguel Andujar, you know, we're a couple years removed from it, but he was out there every day raking. And now he's playing some left field again, and who knows what the future of his career looks like. But Miguel Andujar could have a nice future as a New York Yankee. Mike Ford never did. So that was the part that that also kind of cut me to my core a little bit, and you find out, you know, hey, if they can save a couple extra doll hairs... They operate like a business. Yeah. They operate like a business. Andujar got a hit yesterday and tracked the ball nice down catch, left field yeah. really nicely. So he's the best. He's a utility knife, man. Ooh, left field, third base, first base. Not great anywhere. Teach him how to stand at a bunch of different positions and all have value. I mean, I could dig up. I think I tweeted out with the computer. Kombucha girl gif a while ago It's do you have no positions or are you versatile You know Anduhar so versatile Same with me Yeah big time mm-hmm. Yeah thank you And, All right. and yeah. just in general like Obviously people know about service time manipulation For getting like the extra year on the end But it is it is common to do the super two thing Also getting yeah, screen guys out of that Yeah it just sucks just like, when yeah, it like we had like a talking baseball guest Earlier this year that I'm 90% sure he said it on the show So I feel like I can say his name But I guess I won't say like wow. Yeah, I was kept down long enough conveniently To lose Super 2 status Yeah I was like, yeah Was it Ian Happ? Yeah, I th- I'm like 90% sure we said it on the show But Okay Alright, Boone had a quote yesterday He did some sort of press conference Aaron Boone No, Daniel Boone It was very racist. Brother Brett was good. People forget. Really good friends with uh, Phil Nevin. Who isn't? We got to hit up Phil. Yeah, Phil we should have, likes us. We should have Nevin on. What are we doing? Yeah, well, yeah. I can text him. He's so cool. All right, ready? Yeah. Uh, here's Boone's quote. There's not much more to say about DJ other than, you know, I think if we look over 2019 through 2020 and did a two-year MVP in the American League, it's probably him. So his play, you know, completely speaks for itself, you know, and then you couple the fact that, you know, he's, he's this really great teammate that's been, you know, despite his quiet reputation, um, a tremendous leader for us and, and an influential just person by the way he goes about things. So, you know, I, I think it's no secret that he is, um, you know, probably our number one priority um, to bring back this winter. And I, I know Cash is, uh, you know, working on that. And, and hopefully at the end of all this, uh, DJ's a Yankee for a long time. Cool. Uh, I agree. Now, is the MVP thing, do you have stats now? This is a, like a like a boonie butter knife in a way. I love it. Yeah, the you know if we were giving out a two year MVP, why don't we? Got to be DJ, right? We should give out a two year, five year, yeah, and a two, decade. four, six, eight. I skipped a four, four six, appreciate eight. two, five, ten. Yeah, no, I mean, I I obviously love it. Yeah, I I don't know. It's Boone answering questions to the best that the manager of the Yankees can. I'm glad he didn't dance around it and be like, well, you know. I don't know. I haven't heard anything. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm sure you hear the same rumors, and everyone knows the Yanks and DJ are trying to figure this out. And 
It's ninety percent they will. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, basically, I don't know either. Number one priority, I agree. Is he the two-year MVP? That's what I wanted to know. I wanted because okay, who were the guys higher than him last year? It was Simeon. He was bad this year, so he jumps him. Bregman, bad guy alert, so jumps him. And then Trout, who is always really good. Trout's so. probably got a case for two-year MVP, Oh, right? yeah, for sure. I can get you a stat in a minute here. Oh, we, do the... you want to do just AL? Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Give, me, give me a minute. Keep I talking. Mean, okay. Two-year MVP. Minute of silence. As minute maybe. of silence. Okay. I mean... I mean, we're on live air, David. Rough. You got <laughs> All right. Yeah. Throw throw a voicemail our way. Well, I mean, I have it now. Wow. Okay. Oh. So over the last two years, among qualified AL players, leaders in weighted runs created plus, which is like the all-encompassing mm-hmm. stat. God. Uh, Mike Trout, one seventy-five. Nelson Cruz, one sixty-three. Bregman, one fifty-nine. Rendon, who was only in the AL one year, so just throw him Illegal. Out. Illegal, yeah. Springer, 153, and then DJ, 146. Two-year MVP. Well. So basically, did he just get sixth place? <laughs> That's sixth place, but one of them was Rendon. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. He wasn't Nelson in the Nelson Cruz AL doesn't play years. defense. DJ won it. Yeah. Fair and square. Two-year MVP. Congrats, man. He, but DJ played... Eight more games than Mike Trout over the two years. So. Well, Mike Trout went and had a kid. Yeah. That's how you lose the two-year MVP real quick. Yeah, that's yeah, illegal. Missed four games for having MVP. a kid. Shouldn't have done that. Yeah, thank God DJ didn't have a kid. Maybe he did. We don't know about it. Very quiet guy. Very quiet. Let's throw it to a first voicemail. I have them right here. Number one. Here we go. Hey, boys. Corey Clark calling from the home of where Larry Bird played college. That's all we're known for in Indiana. Quick question. Would you guys be opposed to trading Luke Voigt this offseason? And if you did trade him, what could the return look like in that sense since he just had a big breakout year in home runs and whatnot? All right, take it easy. I don't want to trade Luke Voigt. Give yeah. me a return that I – that I, someone or Jake, BBD, give me sure. a return to see if you can get me to be like, yeah, I'd do that. It's probably um, – do you want names? Yeah, like give me a trade package uh, of people that are of... available. Right. That I would say, yeah, I'd do that. Probably would have been easier with Lance Lynn. Yeah, I still um, wouldn't have done that. Yeah, I mean, you, there's other pieces to it. I mean, I, I it's tough to give you an example. <laughs> there's no one out there. Sonny Gray and Blake Snow are the two biggest, and I don't think I'd do that for Luke Voigt. Assuming you're letting DJ go, he can be part of the trade for... Lindor, that's like the one name that comes to mind. Maybe that one, that so, one adds up, but still. It would, but it wouldn't be just Voight and also kind of the overall point is like Yankees never trade guys at all time low values. That's what we've been saying. With Lindor would have to group. agree to an extension, and yes, here's what but Voight would you be trading him at an all time high value? So Could we stomach a Luke Voight trade? Yes, because the Yankees have a lot of team needs. So how many of those can get their back scratched? By that one move I mean Voight doesn't make a ton of money So are we tacking on Some money with him Are we getting Starting pitching back Are we getting bullpen back Um, You know Is there 
a, a first baseman coming back? Does that room move to leave room for DJ? Is he the first baseman? Like, there's still so many questions around this Yankees team that it would suck, man. Luke Voigt was like, I was I was gonna say something kind of mean. Voigt was out there every day. He played the most games this year, 56 games. He led Major League Baseball in home runs. He hit 22 yackers. He played while he was hurt. He he kind of became a voice of the team. Like how the Yes Network and the press was loving him. He he kind of became a bit of a team leader. But I'll say this, man, everything is valued. Don't you know, everyone knows the guy in their fantasy league, whether whatever sport you're playing, and they're like, Oh, I got Mike Trout. I'm not trading him, man. Well, if you trade Mike Trout for five studs. Yeah, so it's what does the trade look like? Where does the value lie? And, you know, I, something I've said for a while now, if if the Yankees can add a little more lefty-righty to the lineup, if they can add more pitching, you know, it would suck. Voight's been awesome. Hey, maybe he goes to a team that pays him and he goes has a nice career and the Yankees go and win a bunch of World Series and we all say, hey, that was nice. And... On the two-year MVP list, sorted by weighted runs created plus, Voight tenth in the AL, first among AL like full-time first basemen. Really good. Really I nice. have a trade that I'm going to throw your way. Okay. Because I think I'd do this one, and I think it's not people will just laugh at it. Okay. Luke Voigt goes to Milwaukee sure. for Josh Hader and Devin Williams. Yeah. I mean, now you have like Devin you gotta, Williams for some prospects one, two, yeah. three, four. You have Devin Williams for five years. You have Hater I think for you get one, three years. I'll yeah, I know. Well, it's gonna be hard for me to trade Voight right now. That's what I'm saying. Devin, well, do it for just for Devin Williams. Wait for no Devin Williams is interesting. I mean, you'd get him for a bunch of years. They need to give disgusting. some like little a round, but then we would too. I don't know. Yeah, no, I and that's. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that's just one example there. Um, again, the Yankees money juggle. What does it look like? Tweet at me your Luke Voigt trades. Oh, my God, this is hell. Please. Yeah, don't. That's going to be miserable because no one's going to do it right. But, like, do one that doesn't, that isn't really, really bad. Well, you have to understand years and money. Voigt is a Yankee for one, two, three, four more years, relatively four cheap years. And he's been a stud when healthy. And starts getting into some like dangerous age territory for baseball, which kind of sucks. Like thirty, that last season he's thirty-four years old. You know, like, was well, he twenty-nine right now? 30, 31, 32, 33 Last season, 33, 34? I think thirty-three. He'll be thirty for next season. Okay, so thirty-four. So don't trade me your Luke Voigt trades because I don't think yeah. I'm going to like any of them. Here's whatever. When. You think of any of these questions, it's value, and does it make the Yankees better as a team? If you can give me both of those, I'm interested. If you can give me one, I'll listen. If you give me zero, get out of my face. Like, these are the targets. Lindor, Story, both rentals. Chris Bryant, basically a rental. How many? Free agent after? Yeah, he's a rental. Uh, Escobar, rental. You wouldn't trade Luke Voigt for a rental. Yeah, no. no. So that, and there's no... There's not a lot of other guys out there that are like, it would have to be some rookie reliever. Joey Gallo. No, would not do that. Okay. Luke Voigt's been the best first baseman since he got the starting job. 
much. Especially if you butter knife the rusty belly button. Yeah. Mont out. You do have to be like, boy, and you're going to have to give Cleveland prospects for something like Lindor and Cookie Carrasco because he's got a few team-friendly years That's left. That's been like the kind of weird rumor around. They, yeah. they kind of, people think of packaging them together. Cause but, it's also one year guaranteed of Lindor. How about so. this? For all the Yankee fans out there, who there's probably a decent amount listening to this now that I think about it. Majority people listening of this show are probably Yankee are Yankee fans. fans. Yeah. Right down, you know, whether whether you're ridiculous or not, whether you're a teenage kid saying let's go sign Bauer, write down whatever else you want to add to the Yankees team this offseason. Whether it's DJ Bauer, you know, Liam Hendricks, Real Muto, Gary Stinks, right? Write all those down on a piece of paper. And yeah, we love Luke Voigt. If Luke Voigt can give you a few of those things and he's out and we can find a fill in at first. Yeah, you figure it out, but we really like Luke Voigt. He's been really good and he's cheap. So, again, the trades have to get pretty creative. Yeah. All right, next voicemail. All right, I got two words for you. DJ LeMayhew and Gary Sanchez. Thanks. Wow. This made uh this made BBD, Hey. This made BBD laugh pretty big this morning. We're not talking about recording. them. Yeah, we're not talking about them. We've talked about them a lot. Oh, here's another question I hate. Next Gary question. having fun in Lightham. Hey, John Boy, first time, long time. I'm always in the chat offering the free haircuts in Nebraska. Um, my question, I'm going to keep it real simple. Um, with all this new swag in MLB, when will the Yankees get rid of this stupid uh, hair rule and the facial hair rule? Because, I mean, it's going to be prohibiting a lot of players from maybe signing there. And then, I mean, it just kind of takes away from the swag of the team. But, uh, yeah, love the show. Me and my wife watch watching baggage all the time. Keep up the good work. Love you guys. Wife watching baggage. That's the thing. <clears throat> the more people get upset about the facial hair rule, the more I dig in. And I'm just like, shut up. Yeah. No one's not coming. Because Money the, talks. Because they have, yeah, the Yankees have a trouble landing, guys. If the Yankees offered you three mil per year, you'd shave that beard. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. No one's bigger than the history of the team. Pretty simple message. I'm fine if it goes away. For that same package you just offered, Jimmy, I'd also... Uh, You'd also I'd consider the not... Wait, wait. Keep my hair If short. they take it away, I'm not going to come on the air and be like, what the hell is this? Right. That's just bullshit. At all. I'd You'd be, be like, not happy. You I, like the tradition it'd be, behind it. It'd be it. weird at first. You, it yeah. would be very weird to see. It would be weird at first, and then it'd be gone. And then you'd get used to it like any other update yeah. that happens in your life. I just don't like that people are up in arms about it. Like, I'm not going to be up every year. Every yeah. year. Like yeah. a non, just weird it'd thing. be weird looking for a year, and we'd get over it, and everyone else would just get used to it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, another weird voicemail. Mm. Hey, John Boy and Jake. It's Mike here from Niagara Falls, Ontario, Canada. Yankees fans out here are far and few between, but we do exist. So my question to you is about retired numbers. I think the Yankees have retired the most in baseball with 22. Um, have the Yankees retired too many? Is it time to unretire some? For example, uh, Reggie Jackson, who I'm not trying to take away from anything he's done. Incredible career, but only five seasons with the Yankees. Or Ron Goodry who had an incredible, uh, I think it was 1978. But, again, he didn't really uh, put the numbers together for a full career. I don't know. What do you guys think? 
Thanks again for everything you do. Love you. Bye. Bye. All right. I have a, this is good. I thought I was going to dislike this. I like it. I like the conversation here. There's a couple factors. One, the Yankees retire numbers when they have bad seasons to sell tickets to games. It doesn't always coincide with deserving. Two, uh, retiring Yankees number is not the same as them getting into the Hall of Fame, and it is not strictly numbers-based. Like Ron Guidry, it's more like, hey, Yankees fans, did you love him immensely? Did he have crazy seasons and build great memories for you? It's not the same as a Hall of Fame where you're just going to rattle off stats. It's the intangibles way just as heavy as the stats. Now, there are some people that I think is weird. Reggie Jackson is only five seasons. Roger Maris is only five seasons. Roger Maris, I think, was a big apology to how terrible he was treated as a Yankee. Um, there's a couple other, like, weird ones. Yeah, I, I hate to be rude about it. I mean, A, it's a serious first-world problem, um, if that's what we're complaining about. Life's been pretty good as a Yankees fan. Uh, hey, most World Series, most retired numbers. Bang. Uh, Reggie Jackson. Yes, the ticket thing that Jimmy said is very much true. If the Yankees have some ba- down years in the in the 2020s, we'll see a couple names get retired that'll probably raise your eyebrows. Because um, that's just business, baby. You could sell out the park and remember a guy. Um, <laughs> the part that made me laugh about the question Tell Reggie Jackson he's being unretired from the Yankees. <laughs> he's still so involved, too. He's he still, still travels so with the team and all that. So. Like, one of the bigger ego guys to ever play any sport. Yeah. <laughs> Reg. My thing is, you set a weird precedent, and they set it too loose because the fact that Reggie is retired and that Maris are retired, but O'Neal isn't officially retired, is just right. so silly. Saving it for a down year. So yeah, they'll, they'll save that for a down year. And, like, and, LaTroy and Hawkins. Like just like refused to give the number to people. Well, they tried. They do. LaTroy Hawkins took it and just got hate mail in spring training so much he changed it pretty quickly. Um, and Clemens took it for a year. But now that Paul O'Neill is in the booth as well, I, yeah. you know, it's going to get retired. But, yeah, I mean, I do think that a lot of people think it's a stats thing, and it's, it's very much not. It's a nostalgia, memory you know, thing. it's a feel. I mean, we, uh, you know, a running question for a little while on here with CC, and it's like, yes, CC will be retired. He's got a ring. Um, he's an all-time left-handed starting pitcher. He's probably heading to the Hall of Fame, and he spent, you know, close to a decade on the Yankees. So, you know, get up in a tiff if you start comparing his stats as a Yankee to some other guys. There's there's feel to it. It's not perfect, and I I don't know. You know, let's let's enjoy guys. I guess you know that's that's kind of my theme in life. Let's enjoy guys. So uh, let's enjoy guys. Let's enjoy guys. You know, talk talk about them. Why is Reggie Jackson's number out there? You know, we'll tell our our kids about Reggie. We'll show them the highlights. Yeah, Reggie, Reggie. Reggie. Rad. You did always hold it a little too long. Yeah. And I'm glad we're talking about it now. That's not everyone else saying it? No. CC benefits a little bit from having a weird number, too. Rad. 52. It is, does it's not exactly going to be in demand, so why not? So, I mean, what are we looking at in the 20s? We're looking at probably O'Neill and CC at some point. In the 30s, it's Tyler Wade and Booney. 
Tyler Wade would be a big number off the board. It's a big number. Yeah. 12, 14 have been passed on and passed on and passed on, and like they've never stuck with anyone. It's always exciting 17. when you see that low number. When are they going to um, give someone 13? I thought, they were gonna, I thought they were going to give it to Glaber when he came up. They didn't. They gave him Texas number. Yeah. I don't think A-Rod, if they, they won't. They'd the have Yankees. to be, they'd have to really need a day, and A-Rod would really need to win over more people in baseball. Like, he sued the Yankees. Yeah. He sued the Yankees. <laughs> That's a bad way to get your they'd number need, they'd need to They'd need to sell seats. And also, I don't know. We've said this before. I don't think. I would bet. No one likes him. I would bet a no on A-Rod. When you cross the line from fan to behind baseball. Yeah. No one likes him. Base what? Baseball. Okay. Next voicemail. Next and last voicemail. Jimmy, Jake, what's up? I just saw your rules about this voicemail episode that we're not allowed to mention two certain names. But it kind of got me because one of these certain names uh, is uh, someone you like that the general Yankees fan base doesn't seem to like. And the other one is someone who the general fan base does like, and some people just don't see it that way. So my question is a two-parter this week. Who is a Yankee that despite – popularity among the general fan base that you personally were not a fan of? And then conversely, who is a Yankee other than the catcher that wears number 24 that you liked that the general fan base didn't seem to? Personally, for me, I've never been a Mark Teixeira fan. Uh, I know he was kind of popular when he was here. Maybe it's just because he seems like a dick on the Michael K show. And I don't really know why, but I've never been a Mark Teixeira fan. Uh, and then in terms of someone I liked, I was a really big Avon Nova fan for a while. And I looked back at a lot of people who were saying he was injury prone, that he wasn't good, but I was a big fan of his. So who are your answers? Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Go Yanks. Now, BBD gave us 30 minutes of prep on this question. Right. Um, I came up with a couple names, but I'm much more forgiving to prospects than I think the average Yankee fan. Like Yvonne Nova, yeah. Phil Hughes, yeah. I, I'll, I'll go to bat for those guys and call out their good years and stuff like that. Like, obviously, there's a lot of down. They're not amazing. They never sure. became top of the rotation guys. But when, uh, especially at that point where the Yankees were so bad mm. at growing pitching prospects, um, I, I always had a soft spot. Like David Phelps, I liked him. Mm. I liked Ivan Nova. I liked, you know, Ian Kennedy. I obviously didn't like him because of some of the stuff, how he handled losses and stuff. Phil Hughes, I liked him. A.J. Burnett's a big one. He came over and he won a World Series in his first year. And I find myself defending him a lot because a lot of people just remember him with, like, hatred because of the, the following years. But, I mean, I think as we're finding out, and especially people younger than us, BBD's age, like, World Series are hard to come by. Yeah. If you help a team win a World Series, you have a soft spot. And Burnett was huge. I mean, what was it, game six or was it game two of the World Series in 2009? Huge. And he actually had a decent enough outing in 2010 against the Rangers, and I thought Joe Girardi left him in for too long, and then it got bad. I was at that game. But A.J. Burnett's one of those guys for me. Like, obviously, there was some head case, and him and Posada didn't get along. Sure. But that 2009 season... 
I mean, he pitched a lot of innings. I don't have the stats in front of me, but it was good, and he was good in the playoffs. So. And the the other thing with Burnett that I think being a base a baseball fan is like that dude had some of the grossest stuff to ever play this game. Nasty, I like even, doesn't even make don't, sense. Don't pull up his baseball reference page yet. Okay, sort of trivia for you. All right. Okay. AJ Burnett made one All Star game in his career. What year was it? 2012 that year one of those years with the pirates he was there was one year with the pirates like after the yankees trade him where he was nasty maybe 13 jake or is it like really early with the blue jays with the blue jays God, with the marlins for a long so time. gross with the, f- the fish too his yeah. mlb debut was in 1999 then i'll i'll go 99 2015 okay last year he was 38 First All-Star game, Pirates. He had gone, the Yankees traded him to the Pirates. He was there two years. He went to the Phillies for a year, then back to the Pirates All-Star game. And he's another case, again, we don't know, you know, we're trying to know these guys more and find out more about them and as media changes and what we're doing. His, he was on R2C2, I think, and I loved it. Like, Burnett was awesome. Burnett was? Yeah. I never listened to that one. I think it was, like, in April... So it was okay. like everyone was home. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing. And it was good. Like it was yeah. just funny hearing him and Cece interact. And he's you know so close. Kind of not the Ish. personality you'd expect. I don't know what you expect, but it's uh, I don't know. Funny how you view guys like that. I've got a a weird one, who I I don't think he was ever beloved as a Yankee, and he's yeah, a can rental. I t- can I tell you something real quick? Please. Burnett's ERA in 2009 is so fake. Uh, it's a 4.04 ERA. He had three, he had two, three awful games. Mm. Nine earned runs, eight earned runs, seven earned runs. So what's the what's the math stuff where you have like the average, but then you have like the medium, which gets rort of the outliers? Medium, can we get like a, like a medium ERA? Median ERA. Like can we take out the complete game shutout and then also the yeah. two innings pitch, nine earned runs, outings? And like what's his actual? The outlier ERA. Because, I mean, he had a lot of games. I think that's just called Jake's Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> he had 25 games where he we got that. went deep and only allowed three or less runs out of the 33 starts. I'm starting to – I hate ERA. Okay. It's a lie. I'll work on it. Uh, a guy who I was all about, um, just the perfect age, and I think – well, two guys. Oh, crap. Two guys that are actually bad guys now. Uh, Chad Curtis and Raul Mondesi. I've really liked both of them, and they're both like bad guys. Jack, Chad Curtis was like oh, a, <laughs> Chad Curtis was like a bad guy at the time too. Like yeah. no one liked him. Yeah. in baseball. I like the way he played baseball, and I think that's you were okay too young for to a know. youth. Yeah, sure. To be there, I just had to erase that. Strike it from the book. I'm not striking it. I liked watching him play baseball at the time. He did the running throw. Okay. Bad guy. Incredibly, I didn't know. Incredibly bad guy. I didn't know. Jeter. You're what, like 11? You you wouldn't know. I had know. no idea. You, can you imagine me at age 11? I can't do it. Like, there are smarter dogs than me <laughs> at age 11. <laughs> There's no way you were to know Chad Curtis is a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh um. Uh, what was the other? Like, I'm trying people? to think. What, what's the other side of that? Someone who was beloved that you didn't really like. So I don't want to do this because I don't want to be negative. It's tough, but like, yeah. like when there's Yankees fans that are 
BBD's age, like they were 12 through 14. I know. For like the uh, Curtis Granderson years. Like whenever I hear someone wax poetic about Curtis Granderson as a Yankee, I'm really confused. If anyone's like, he was my favorite Yankee, I'm like, what? Right. For me, that's just such a blip that never fit. I never thought it was a good fit. I never saw him as a Yankee while he was a Yankee. And then he went on his way. And I was like, yeah, okay. But uh, some some kids out there say, like, I loved Granderson. I'm like, what? And it's not a knock on him. Like, he was really good for two seasons for this. MVP right. votes, it's really, not really you good. disliking him. I just never, he was, I think we were coming off the core four, winning their fourth home run, and then they added Granderson, and it was like, okay. And it just never felt like, so, I don't know. But I, I just get weirded out when people are like, he's my favorite. Yeah, it's just different levels of heartstrings. It's, you know, our generation, Bernie, core four. You know, there's a generation after that that, yeah, I mean, Grandy Man, he had monster seasons with the Yankees. Really good. Back-to-back 40 homer years. In the and the other thing was it was also baseball was kind of making an analytical turn, but it wasn't there yet. So I remember, like, when Grandy, he finished that second year 43 homes, but he hit 232. So I think there was still some of that old analytics. It was like, guy hits 232? Yeah. Who is this dude? I never liked Russell Martin as a Yankee. Yeah, that's a good one for you. You were always off the Russell Martin. I train. never. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't like what he's about on the, like his presence. It was like, ugh. And then we had like, I don't know, because Posada had a lot of that, like, do D bag intensity. I hate all my answers. Okay. Because mine was probably like Phil Hughes. And now. The guy welcomed me into his home. And made you a sandwich. He made me one of the most delicious breakfast burritos I've ever had. Not hyperbole. What was it, chorizo or something? It's fantastic. Yeah, it's a chorizo breakfast burrito. I yeah, I've always had a soft spot. I've always I'm always much harder on the the free agents that come here than sure. the prospects, which I think is fair. But I don't Just like the rest of New York. I don't think so. Some New York fans are real mean to prospects sometimes. Especially in memory. Like, they'll be like, Andy Phillips sucked. It's like, what? Like, just didn't become a star. Yeah. He was, like, never supposed to not be what he was. Like, he filled in pretty well. Yeah. Or they'll or fans will be like, Chris Stewart was horrible. It was like, he was the fourth catcher. And three catchers got hurt, and he had to play. Like, yeah. what, you, what are your expectations? Why like? are you getting mad about that? People, like, shit on him, and I'm always like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. he... He doesn't. He, he was never, never supposed to be supposed to be like anything close to average, and he held it down for a little bit. On the catcher train, and McCann didn't do anything for me. Me neither. And 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 Russell Martin and McCann never felt like they were the the answer to the next catcher. But that's they always talked about Gary Sanchez. Yeah, they always signed two year deals, and there was like, why are they only signing him to a two year deal? And there was like, well, because they got Gary, this kid Gary Sanchez, and I. Almost started to like hate Gary because of that because I was like, dude, you're you better be good because you're stopping us from signing catchers. And now look where we are. Yeah, and it's all confusing. how about it? But yeah, Mc- McCann wasn't. And I I think for me it was still getting over Posada. I'd Posada love- and it's learning. It's learning what age actually means in sports and in life. Like McCann turned thirty as a catcher who played a lot of baseball. So I was expecting Brian McCann from the Braves 
was really good. Yeah. <laughs> like, he had a really good major league career. I was excited when he they was, signed. He him. was 20 homers a year, like clockwork. He was a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven all-stars in eight years. So, like, when McCann came over, I was like, let's go. That first season, he stunk, and then he semi-bounced back, but not really, and it was just like... I think I figured it out. Now, I would be like, okay, yeah, he played a lot of innings of catcher, he got older, blah, blah, blah. I still want to be happy with his performance. I think because I'm so cynical about prospects, and I never expect anything out of them, that Low that bar. actually makes me more lenient when they contribute it's tough. on the right. game's level. tough. But a lot of fans build themselves up for these prospects, like right. they're going to be the next stud. And then when they don't, they're let down. So it's just a different mindset. A little bit. My weird one. Okay. Chase Headley kind of had a soft spot for me. Okay. And, like, I look back at the numbers and I can't justify it because, like, he didn't hit very well. I'm pretty sure the defense was bad. I don't have memories of defense being bad. Yeah, he couldn't but throw. Everyone... He couldn't throw. He couldn't throw. I remember he couldn't throw, but I don't remember it being, like, no. a problem. But, BBD, I'm with you. I didn't hate Chase Headley. If you did his seasons, always one terrible month, always one dead month that dragged yeah, his, all month. his stats down. But we were very much swindled. Into like a time of pretty weird squads. Yeah. So it was like comparatively, Chase Hudley. Chase Headley was like, all Contact right, whatever. He's like crying. Stupid. He's a professional. He's going grinding every day. The one bad month. But if you were to drop him on early two thousands or early two thousand tens or now, you'd be like, he doesn't belong. He'd be the at black all. guy. Yeah. He's uh he's a product of his time. Soft spotish wise, but it also yeah. truly wasn't. But people, the contract hated him. was dumb. Yeah. But people hated him. Well, his mean, willingness to play the other positions, and they got Todd Frazier, and yeah, the that twenty seventeen like, running the bases play. Yeah, he played soft spot. Intensity. I have good memories. It was, it was fun to watch him play. But I mean, yeah, you look back at the stats. His last year, it's a a nice major league baseball season, but he's like. BBD, I might cross sports with you real quick. He's a, uh, it's like George Hill. Oh, you hate George Hill. <laughs> I do hate George Hill. Like George Hill is a good NBA player. I think he'd be a fantastic, like sixth or seventh man. But I think if he's in your starting lineup, he's like your weak point. And I think Chase Headley, you can kind of say the same thing. Yeah, you can't have him not be like the ninth hitter. I, don't I guess know. for the playoffs he was. A little bit about me. He always had one month with an OPS in the 400s. Like Chase Headley in 2017, 896 in April, 440 in May, 790 in June. An o for May that year. 850 in July, 839 in August, 7 in October. Like that one 400 OPS month hurts, yeah. just killed him. Same thing in 2016. He, he opened up. With a 400 OPS in April, March, he had 700 or 800 every other month, and you know, and that's not. And he, it would usually be, be kind of early in the year too. But he so. goes from like slightly mm-hmm. above average to very below average because that one month kills him. Yeah, so it's interesting. But that's a good answer. That's I'm not as down on him. I don't think anyone's high on Chase Headley. I guess I don't know. Tweet out. Well, we'll have Kyle like clip it together. Tweet. I want to see what other people say. Um, this will be clipped. There's some others. Uh, there's some relievers that I had soft spots for, and then some I really didn't. I liked Afredo Aceves until he went to the Red Sox a lot. It's tough because we're so far in it now that, like, 
you know, I was really into Edwin. Were there were at home fans not into Edwin? Because he had some times where he wasn't that good for the Yankees. Like he had one really hot streak. Encarnacion. Yeah. His first like two weeks I think with the Yankees, he did nothing, and then you like glit. butter knife it. Right. In those last two months of the year, he was really good. Then he got hurt, came back just in time for the playoffs, and was really bad. I think yeah. it's just a blip. I think majority of people will be like, "That was cool, parrot," and that's all. You were a big kid. All the times people would remember stuff from him, like he first when he first came over, and then the playoffs, he was bad. Yeah. It's like, all right. I guess I'm a big Tyro Estrada guy. You are. Old bullet. Wounds. I legitimately am. Yeah. Not a, not I watch not. his Instagrams and stuff. Does he do fun stuff? It's nice. He was doing a fun fielding drill the other day where he didn't have like a real glove. He had like a pancake glove. Yeah. It was nice. My like little Luke's like eight year old baseball coach had him do it with that. Yeah. It is a good training tool yeah. for kids. It's not like, you know, it's not like this is crazy and too hard. It's actually, no, this teaches them yeah. like pretty proper good technique. skill. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that's all for today. We knew it would kind of be a shorter episode. We might have dragged it out to a full length anyway. By the time we're done, 50 minutes. Yeah, so there we go. Thank you for the voicemails. Those were good off-season voicemails. Good job by the callers and by BBD who screened them and picked out the good ones. Thank you very much. We will see you next week, right? Next Monday. where You can watch with us live if you're a Patreon on YouTube at noon or it'll be uploaded to... Uh, YouTube and any podcast app as soon as we're done. So that's that. Enjoy Enjoy your weekend. Snow in the Northeast. Be safe if you're in the Northeast. Yeah. Snow. And go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, they match you with a licensed therapist, and you can switch anytime, no additional charge. So, celebrate the progress that you've already made by visiting BetterHelp.com Yanks today, and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com Yanks.